Happy Sabbath, family. <laughs> it's good to see you. And uh, I know that we have uh, a very special word of thanks to give to Sister Cordova and her sister and her team. They decorated our church for Thanksgiving, and it's just around the corner. And so it just makes us feel more welcome, you know, with all the decorations. And so we are preparing a sermon for that day. I'll be on vacation that weekend, but I will come and preach. So I'll be here and deliver the Thanksgiving message. Uh, we're going to go camping here close by. So uh, we'll just leave my wife and, uh, and those that are going to be with us camping over there at the campsite at the lake. And uh, we'll come and preach the word. Uh, yes. So uh, we praise God for that. Uh, we have been compelled to talk about a topic that uh, our church has been enormously blessed with, our health message. And during these really rough times of the coronavirus and the spike and the surge these uh, last few weeks, I think it's very timely that we talk about how to take control of our health and the dream, of course, no more sickness. So uh, we're going to have here on the screen some slides for you guys. So this is our topic for today. Take control of your health. No more sickness. God's plan for his children. So how many of you consider yourselves children of God? Amen. Praise the Lord. We are his children, and he has a plan for our health. So we're actually going to start a series of sermons on this. I don't know when the next one or the next one will be. It's three parts uh, to the series. So we'll be preaching today the first, the first part, as you see there on the, on the screen. So this is part one. So how many of you would like to not get sick? I mean, that would be awesome, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. So let's start with a, a few things that we find in the Bible. So when you go to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we see a perfect world. No sickness, no disease, none of that, right? So God had furnished man with perfect provisions for all of his needs. There was a perfect provision. I mean, the zebra had all of its stripes, right? He wasn't missing a stripe. The giraffe, you know, had his, uh, his patterns all there. Well, Adam and Eve had all of their supplies met. Okay, and that's very important that we understand that uh, they had direct, visible contact with God on a daily basis. Isn't that amazing? Of course, they had fresh air, clean water, a day of rest, sunlight, everything necessary to literally live forever, even access to the tree of life, right? So sickness and disease were absent. Food was natural, and I want to underline that word, natural. Okay, food was natural, was not processed, and it was abundant. But then we have chapter 3 of Genesis that talks us about the entrance of sin into this world. And so when sin came into this world, well, with it came illness, death. That became our reality. And yet I want to underline that God's law, both the moral law and his natural laws, can provide a roadmap for our health. Can I hear an amen for that? Amen. Exodus 15, 26 says, If you will carefully, not just anyway, carefully obey the Lord your God, do what is right in his eyes, listen to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, then I won't inflict on you all the diseases that I inflicted on the Egyptians, because I am the Lord your healer. Now this is interesting because... The Egyptians were suffering a lot of the diseases that we're suffering today. Diabetes, high blood pressure, chronic diseases because of their lifestyle. And God is saying, if you obey my moral law and my physical laws, 
you will not suffer those diseases. I am the Lord, your healer. Now, when sin came into this world, you know, and, and, and death and, and illnesses became our reality, we also have to remember that God cares for our health. God has a big interest in our health. Look what the Bible says. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. So just like we're supposed to take care of our soul and make sure that we grow spiritually, God says, you know what? I want you to be healthy. I want you to be in health. John 10.10 states, and this is Jesus talking, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they, he's talking about us, so we can change the pronoun here. I have come so that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That's what God wants, an abundant life, which includes a healthy life. Now, Ella White wrote something interesting in the book, uh, Councils on Health, page 168. She wrote the following, Sickness, suffering, and death are the work of what? Of an antagonistic power. Satan is the destroyer. God is the restorer. The psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth. What does he heal? All thy diseases. Now, we have a story in the Bible, very famous story, Job. So in the book of Job, what is God trying to show us? So this is in Desire of Ages, page 471. The story of Job is to show us that suffering is inflicted by Satan. Just go through the story of Job. You can see that very clearly. But it's overruled by God for the purposes of mercy. So God allows things to happen. So if you do get sick someday, it's not God's will. And it was not God that inflicted that on you. It says here very clearly that suffering is inflicted by Satan. So there is a permissive will of God or what he allows, okay, that we have to understand that it was not his will and yet he allowed it to happen. And that's what we see in the story of Job. So it's very important that we have these things uh, clear in our minds. So, one of the things that I really like about the Bible is what it tells on how everything will end. When everything has been said and done, the Bible says God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. There will be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither will there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And look what Isaiah says. This is a beautiful passage. And... This is the one in Revelation. Now look at this. And the inhabitant shall not say I am sick. Isn't that wonderful? In, the, in heaven and in, in the earth, it says, And the inhabitant shall not say I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. So what a blessed hope we have. We will not have to suffer any disease, any illness, any pain when the earth has been restored. Now, there's an interesting definition that World Health Organization came up with many years ago, I think it's in the 60s, on what health is. And I like this because it's very holistic, even though in practice it's not really applied, but, but this is a, a really good definition. Health is the state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. So if you're not sick with a disease, that doesn't mean you're healthy. 
To be healthy, you have to have physical health, mental health, social health. Okay, because our body is not just physical. And as Adventists, we would include spiritual, right? So our definition of, of health would be health is a state of complete physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being, and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. And so if we go to, to the medical practice, we see how they don't really practice this because then you have all these specialists. You know, you have the cardiologist and you have, you know, the bone doctor and you have the dermatologist for skin problems. And, and so they specialist in just one area of your body. And what about the rest? You know? And so now a lot of doctors in our world are turning more holistic. They're, they're discovering or they're, they're inclined to consider the human being more than just the heart. So the cardiologist says, what, what is this guy eating? Why is he getting this, this heart problem? <laughs> you know? So now they're going more in depth and, 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 and working more holistically. But here's the definition of, of health. Now, the information I'm going to give in these three sermons are literally, listen to this, the, the, the information that I'm going to share with you will shock you, it will anger you, and it will excite you. Okay, why will it, uh, why will it shock you? Okay, well, here it goes. This is why it's going to shock you, because you will discover simple, simple, inexpensive treatments and cures that are not just symptomatic, because nowadays we only attack the symptoms. So you will discover simple and expensive treatments and cures, not just symptom-controlling gimmicks that have been suppressed in a delivered, this is intentional, in a delivered manner by those who are more interested in exploiting suffering people and increasing their financial wealth than protecting the health of those who are ill. So we know that the pharmaceutical is a huge multi-billion dollar business. So yeah, this will shock you because like when I talk about mental health and I talk about stress, I'm going to teach you just simple things like how to do progressive, progressive relaxation for your muscles. Okay, how, how to do these exercises that you can, if you're all stressed out, how you can get some, rid of some of that stress. So you're, you're going to learn some very simple stuff, but very powerful stuff. It will anger you, yes. It will anger you because, why? Because you might have loved ones, relatives, or friends who have suffered unnecessarily from preventable or curable diseases or even died because this information has not been disseminated as it should have been. So we have a wonderful health message. And we have a huge responsibility as an Adventist church to get this message out there. To practice it, first of all, because if we don't practice, it doesn't make much sense. So we have to practice, but we have to share this with the people, with our friends, our neighbors, with our loved ones. So yes, this topic will anger you because a lot of people have suffered unnecessarily. And it will excite you. Yes, it will excite you. There's a reason for that. So let's put it on the screen here. It will it'll excite you because you will be able to improve your personal health, improve the health of those that you care about. You will be able to live longer, a healthier life, by utilizing these simple, inexpensive treatments that will make others say, this is incredible. Wouldn't you like people to say that about you? This is incredible. I mean, how do you do that, you know? What's going on? So this is just, just amazing. Two things that we do have to keep in mind, though, is number one, number one, just have an open mind. And when you try to implement some of the things that I'll be sharing, 
That's the only way you're going to be able to prove if it's true or not. You have to, you have to try it out. You owe it to yourself. But also, we, we do have to understand that these simple concepts are sometimes the most difficult to implement because we're just used to doing things differently. <laughs> so, especially uh, in the healthcare field, a lot of these simple concepts are totally ignored. And so, we have to work around that. So, the question today is, why do we get sick? So the number one reason that we find in the textbooks and everything is you catch something. You pick up a germ, a virus, a bacteria. Okay, so that's the number one reason we get sick. You, you pick up something, you catch something. And there's theories in the pharmaceutical industry that are totally wrong. So let me explain this a little bit. So if you get a bacteria or a germ, what are they going to give you? They're going to give you antibiotics. And yet people are getting sicker and sicker, even though the antibiotics are getting stronger and stronger. So what's the problem? Well, you guys have to understand that what antibiotics do is that they attack your immune system. So they make your immune system weaker. And so what, what will happen is that these germs, these bacteria, will, will create resistance to those antibiotics. So next time you get that germ, you're going to have to take a higher doses because they have created resistance to those medications. So we know that this is partially proven to totally wrong, okay? So uh, Ellen White talked about this. So th this is important. She said, okay, this is about the bacteria and germs. Now, now look at this. The drugs administered to the sick do not restore but destroy. Drugs never cure. They place in the system seeds which will bear a very bitter harvest. Wow. Now, physicians, she continues, this is Ellen White, physicians continue to resort to drugs, leaving a deadly evil in the system, destroying that life which Christ came to restore. Christ remedies, I love that word, remedies, Christ remedies cleanse the system. But Satan has tempted man to introduce into the system that which weakens the human machinery, clogging and destroying the fine, beautiful arrangements of God. Wow. Now this is a very powerful statement. Very powerful statement. Now I want to share with you guys a testimony. This is a testimony of Vicki Barker. She is the founder of ASH, which is Advanced Scientific Health. You guys can look this up on the internet. Very interesting. And she, she says the following. I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I, I totally agree with this. It says, excellent health insurance coupled with ignorance of how the body works is the number one killer of Americans. Isn't that amazing? So, so let, let, let's listen to her testimony, okay? So let, let's just go through her, her testimony here. So here it is. I had good medical insurance, so I went to see the doctor about headaches that were really only a minor annoyance. The doctor prescribed painkillers for my headache. The headache went away, but other problems began to surface. During the next 12 months, I was diagnosed with Temporal mandibular joint disorder, that's TMG, sinusitis, and even depression. So I was given more pills for those symptoms as well. The next year, the doctor told me that I now suffered from chronic fatigue, and the doctor prescribed more pills. So she probably felt like this uh, cartoon here. You know, is there a pill I can take to feel better about all the pills I take? <laughs> okay. So continuing with her testimony. By 1993, another term was added to the list of my ailments, something called 
fibromyalgia. Now I had a name for the new pains, okay, that I began to feel over my body. What a relief it was when they prescribed more pills for that. Now look at this. By 1994, brought a new round of symptoms and extensive testing with nuclear medicine, injections, magnetic waves, and of course, new prescriptions for more drugs. The term multiple sclerosis was added to my vocabulary, and my doctor told me that I had three to five years to live. I, have, I had five young children, and there had to be a better solution than three to five years of more suffering and an early death. It occurred to me that I may be suffering from an adverse, the adverse effects of prescribed drugs. I began researching and discovered how the human body works. And I also discovered a wonderful mentor, uh, Barney Folger, which is the co-founder of this organization. So we began to realize that all diseases are merely different levels or degrees of degeneration of the body caused by elemental deficiencies which compromise the body's ability to repair and regenerate at a cellular level. Amazing. So we knew that we were on the right track as our efforts to teach people about how their body worked have been rewarded every step of the way. The last several years of study and experience have proven to the founders and members of ASH that God created us with a perfect what? Body. All it requires to be healthy are vitamins and minerals, not ingestion of illness-inducing drugs. Wow. Now, this is the part that really surprised me. I, I took a mental health course uh, about a week and a half ago, and I learned about this guy. So this is David Healy, professor in psychological medicine from the Carfid uh, University School of Medicine. And this is one of the most respected doctors in the world. So this is not just someone out there saying stuff. <laughs> this guy knows what he's saying. So he says the following, pharmaceutical companies are under such enormous commercial pressure to come up with blockbuster drugs, they, they are deliberately falsifying drug trials to make them seem more beneficial than they really are. Now, now look what he says. Worse still, they are deliberately hiding deadly adverse side effects of new drugs by fiddling the figures, or by simply refusing to publish the, few res the full results at all. And the regulators, where are they? <laughs> They're just sitting on their hands doing nothing. In short, this is his conclusion after a lot of research, the drugs we've come to rely on have become too dangerous to use and are the best, no better, than placebo for treating illness. You know what placebo is when they do a, a test and you have a group that's doing the experiment and one that's not doing it. So in other words, what he's saying is, Sometimes it's better to do nothing at all. <laughs> so so that, that's, 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 that's the thing. Now, now let's go back to these theories. So we have the viruses. So remember they're using antibiotics to try to the, the attack the germs and, and the bacterias. But they also do that for the, the viruses. And it's been proven scientifically that antibiotics have no effects at all. They have no effect on viruses. So the use of these, my, the use of these for minor infections poses a serious Health threat. Half of the 100 million antibiotic prescriptions written each year are totally unnecessary. So how, what, do, what do you think about that? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Okay. So we know that there's another theory out there. Have you heard it? It's called genetic. 
In other words, you get it because your dad had it or your mom had it or your grandfather or your grandmother had it or it comes in, in your family. Have you heard that? So this was discredited by a study they did on, on the Japanese. They studied the Japanese culture and they found out that a lot of the ancestors never got sick. They never had diabetes, never had high blood pressure and all that. So now we have this younger generation, they're all getting sick. And they say, well, this can't be genetics. So what is the problem? Well, you have a McDonald's every three or four blocks down the road. So they've taken the, 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 the fast food from the United States to Japan, and now people are getting all these sicknesses. It's called civilization illness. Okay? So, while it is true that genes do play an important role, because if you've had like several generations that have died from a heart attack, you're very prone to have a heart attack. But that doesn't mean you have to have a heart attack. Okay? So we may have propensities to illness based on genetics, but that doesn't mean that you have to get sick. There's people that have had diabetes in their family for several generations and they don't suffer diabetes because they chose to live a different lifestyle, to take care of themselves in a different way, and they're not suffering of diabetes. So we might be prone to an illness, but that doesn't mean that we have to get that, get that sickness. So genetics has been discredited, just like this one study that I mentioned. There's many other studies like they did about this uh, Japanese. So, so we have a second reason. So the first reason that we mentioned was that you catch something, right? You, you, you pick up a germ, a, a virus, a bacteria. But then you also have to understand that sometimes we develop an illness. We develop something. If there is an imbalance in the body, symptoms are developed, and then they are given names of illnesses or diseases, which is totally backwards. We'll explain that in a little bit. So cancer, diabetes, acid reflux, arthritis, etc. The reality is they are deficiencies. Your immune system is weak and toxins are attacking your body. So, why do we get sick? So you don't, you don't catch cancer, okay? You, 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 don't, you don't catch diabetes or obesity or heartburn or headaches or these other diseases like Alzheimer's, etc. We have to remember, brothers and sisters, that being sick is not normal. It's not normal. It is not the natural state of your body. Your body is not supposed to get sick. Animals in the wilderness do not lose their teeth. They do not get arthritis. They live in an equivalency of 180 years compared to human life. And they go through their lives without taking prescribed drugs. So where do illnesses come from? So if you forget everything I say today, just remember this part here. So illness comes from one or a combination of four things. Number one, you have nutritional deficiencies. Ellen White said something very powerful. She says, we literally carve our grave using our teeth. Yeah. The way we eat, that's why, that's why food is so important. And we'll be talking about that in one of these sermons. One of the sermons is going to be on, on mental health. The other one is going to be on nutrition. And so... If you have nutritional deficiency, if you're not eating correctly, that is going to bring a lot of, a lot of illness and disease into your, into your body. You're destroying yourself. Then we have, number two, you have too many toxins in your body. These are from the environment. We could be intoxicated ourselves by, by things that are in the environment, contamination and other stuff. 
And of course, drugs, like we have mentioned, we're introducing a lot of, uh, a lot of poison into our body by a lot of these drugs. And number three, this is interesting, exposition to electromagnetic chaos. Yeah, Wi-Fi, blue screen, cell phone, computer, television, those blue screens. You know, it's interesting how uh, Ellen White talked that our body has electricity before the doctors even uh, discovered that. And she talked about the, the currents of, of electricity in our body and how those function and everything. And, and, and it's interesting to see how by being exposed to all this electromagnetic chaos, we are literally destroying our health. So we can do like simple things, like if you have a computer, either buy filtered glasses, the blue light filter. If you do prescription glasses, you can have them put that filter on it. It's very cheap, okay? Uh, you can try to keep away from Bluetooth and stuff like that because you're, you're getting all that radiation. There's people that carry their cell phone right next to their heart. Imagine what they're doing. They carry it in, in this pocket right here or in their shirt pocket. <laughs> Imagine all that radiation going right straight to your heart. Okay, so uh, the third reason that we get sick is because we're exposed to all this electromagnetic chaos. And number four, and we're seeing that especially in this coronavirus era, mental and emotional stress, anxiety, fear, being uh, uh, in a state of, uh, of being disappointed and frustrated and distressed. So these are the four reasons for which your immune system gets weak and unable to defend and to reestablish homeostasis. So here are the four main reasons that we get sick. It could be for one of these or a combination of any of these. So the main reason, the main reason we get sick, according to some of the, last, the, the most recent studies, is the amount of drugs that we take. The more prescription people take, the sicker they get until their bodies literally give out. All prescription and none prescription, I'm talking about the OTC, the over-the-counter drugs, they cause illness and disease. So what brought all this confusion? So let's see what brought all this confusion. So the idea, the idea of taking pills as medicine is a concept that has distorted a lot of stuff. So, so let's look into this. So there's a poster. Okay, let, 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 let's take a look at this. So there, there's a poster touting a new drug for osteoporosis written by a drug company and says this. Osteoporosis is a disease. And I underline that because osteoporosis is not a disease and I'll explain it in a little bit. They said osteoporosis is a disease that causes weak and fragile bones. Then the poster went on to say you need teriparatide to get well. What the poster didn't say, which of course when they do a commercial on television, they're obligated to say. When my wife and I see these commercials, I mean, it just drives us nuts because they, this is the medicine that you need to, to do this, to get rid of this and this, and then they say, but, <laughs> okay, get emergency medical help if you have any of these signs of an allergic reaction. Like what? Hives. What else? Difficulty breathing, swelling of your face, lips, tongue, or throat. Stop using teriparatide and call your doctor at once if you have any of these other serious side effects. Like which ones? Let's see some of these. 
feeling lightheaded or fainting every time you inject this medic medicine, fast or pounding heartbeats every time you inject this medicine, or nausea, vomiting, constipation, and muscle weakness. So what I want to explain to you guys is the language is totally backwards. Okay, so let, let's, let's go here real quick. So osteoporosis isn't a disease. Okay, it isn't a disease that, that causes weak bones. Osteoporosis is the name given to a diagnostic of weak bones. In other words, the weak bones happen first and then the diagnosis of osteoporosis followed. The drug poster makes it sound like osteoporosis strikes first and then you get weak bones. The cause and effect is totally backwards. And that's what the pharmaceutical industry has done. They have put everything like this. Backwards. <laughs> it's backwards. This is our modern medical system. So they're all made up names. This is how drug companies want people to think about diseases and symptoms. First, you get the disease. Then you're diagnosed just in time to take a new drug for the rest of your life. It's all hogwash. Now, there is no such disease as osteoporosis. It's just a made-up name given to a pattern of symptoms that indicate that you've let your bones, because of your lifestyle, the way you eat, and other factors, you have allowed your bones to get weak. Are you following me? Do you see the difference? See the difference? Okay? Now, before I go on, I do want to let you know that I am not attacking all the medical advances we have, which have been fantastic. I mean, if a person's in an accident and the paramedics get there, they have exactly not only the right training, but the right stuff to stop that bleeding right away, to get you the oxygen, to get you to the hospital, and then if you have to go to the emergency room and get operated, phenomenal! Praise God for all that stuff. I mean, if you have a heart attack, you're, gonna, you're not going to probably find a natural remedy to cure that. You're going to have to go to the ER, probably going to have to have an operation, an open heart surgery. So praise God for all the medical advances. So I'm not attacking the good things in medicine. I'm not, I'm not also telling you to take, you know, take you off your, 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 your prescribed drugs. That's something between you and your doctor. So don't go out here saying the, doc, the, the, the pastor said I shouldn't take drugs. No. If you're taking drugs and you can find another remedy to your illness, fantastic. But that's something you have to talk with your doctor about. Okay? But we do know that a lot of the drugs are killing us. They're literally intoxicating our bodies and ruining our health. So uh, let, let, let's go to Ministry of Healing. So this is something that Weiss says that I find, I find very, very astonishing. People need to be taught that drugs do not cure disease. And now a lot of these organizations, like the one I mentioned earlier, they're finding out that that's really the case. Now, it is true that they sometimes afford present what? Relief. And the patient appears to recover as a result of their use. But that's just temporarily. But once they become dependent on that drug, it starts to destroy their body. So, so why do we get healed anyway? Well, look at this. Ellen White says, this is because nature has sufficient vital force to expel the poison in our body and to correct the conditions that caused the disease in the first place. So God has created us in a way where our own body can heal itself if we do the right things, if we eat correctly, if we get rid of our stress, if we, if we do things differently. 
So, you know, the drugs can, can help trigger maybe some of these mechanisms that God has given us, but that's just temporary relief. So we have to understand these things. She continues to say something very fascinating also. She says, health is recovered in spite of the drug. But in most cases, the drug only changes the form and location of the disease. Often the effect of the poison seems to be overcome for a time, but the results remain in the system and work great harm at some later period. Because we're intoxicating our body. So I want to end with this, because this is just amazing. Since creation, since creation, we have had these eight natural remedies or eight natural healers at our... um, I mean, we, we can just reach out and grab these, right? So we have temperance, rest, trust in God, nutrition, exercise, fresh air, water, sunshine. Imagine what would happen if personally we would apply these remedies in our life. Imagine what would happen if we really were temperate, if we had enough rest, if we trusted in God, if we ate correctly, if we did our exercise. Because I know, I know a lot of friends that, that I've met along my ministry that have given so much emphasis to nutrition and they're still getting sick and then I say, are you exercising? Oh, no, that's not important. No, yes, it is. All of these have to be combined. It's not something like, oh, this is like a magic wand. I'll, I'll be, I'll be uh, doing exercise, but I won't be drinking water and I'll be okay. No, it's a combination of these remedies that bring health. And praise God because we have this message. And, and Ellen White mentions that, that this health message is part of the three angels' message. It's not independent from the three angels' message. When she says that we're supposed to honor God and glorify Him, it's with our body. It's with our health. So we should praise God that we have these eight natural healers or these eight natural remedies, not only to cure, but to prevent. To prevent. And honestly, I don't think that we're taking advantage of this the way we should. I think we all have some of these areas that we could do better. Maybe in all of these areas we could do better. But we know that health is going to play a very important role in these end times. Because as we face the prophecies that are going to be fulfilled before our eyes, we need good health. We need to take good care of our immune system. We know that in this, in this uh, COVID-19 era, the people that have strong immune systems, they're not getting it. And if they do get it, they're asymptomatic or they get, it, they get over it really quick. Sometimes without no medication. So this is very important that we understand, brothers and sisters, that God wants a healthy church. And those that are already suffering from some disease, they can still have a better quality of life if we follow God's remedies, and we follow God's instructions. How many of you would like to apply these eight remedies better in your life? How many would like to to take advantage of what God has provided for our health? And God will bless you richly. I can can tell you that because I've seen it in the the testimony of many people that do it. I've seen it in my own life. This summer, my, my, my eating habits were a mess because of the coronavirus just took us off track in a lot of stuff. And you know what I'm talking about, so don't, 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 don't think it's just me. So I decided I'm going to get back on track, and I'm eating healthier, I'm resting more, 
And just in a, a couple of months that I've been doing this, I've been seeing a lot of changes. My awareness, my capacity to remember things, uh, just the self-control, closer to God. I mean, just, just amazing. So let's practice what God has given us. God is so good that he gave us this beautiful message, not only to know it, but to apply it. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your love. And we thank you for the message this morning, Lord, where you call us into a closer relationship with you. And you invite us to take better care of our health, to prevent disease, and to cure disease using these eight natural remedies, and to do everything in our power with the correct knowledge of how our body functions to take every way possible to get rid of the, the drugs that we are taking. We know, God, that you can lead us in the correct direction. You can help us with wiser decisions. And we thank you so much, Lord, for allowing us this morning to make a personal decision to live a health, healthier life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you and have a happy Sabbath.